Hi, this is Carolyn, and we've made it to week three out of four sessions in a series I call All Things New for January 2024. Now, if you've been listening, you know that this is a little bit of a departure from what we typically do on the Mental Health and Faith podcast, but for a reason. I believe that we are holistic beings. God created us with a body, a mind, and a spirit. We have a soul. We have our emotions. We're a little bit on the complicated side at times. And I believe that when we work to improve one area of our life, it affects every other area. So for this series, I'm doing more of a Bible study. And through this Bible study, I hope that you will also be improving in your emotional life, in your mental health, as your spiritual life gets uplifted. That's the goal for this series. Hi, this is Carolyn Cooper, and welcome to the Mental Health and Faith, a closer look podcast and YouTube show. Here we discuss topics around mental health and wellness, mental illness, recovery, and faith, all from a Christian perspective. There will be lots of information on this episode in the show notes, and for more information on me and my ministry in God's Corner, check out my website. That's www.ingodscorner.org. Now, if you have any topic ideas, or if you'd like to be interviewed for this program, just send me an email. I'd love to hear from you. Now sit back and enjoy the show. Today's topic is the New Covenant. Now the first week, the first week we started this series was episode 31, All Things New, Finding a New Life. And the new life we find is when we turn to Jesus Christ as our Savior, as our Lord, as our everything. The next episode, episode 32, was on a new being a new creation and it is amazing how god can transform our lives when we turn ourselves over to him so today's lesson the new covenant tells us even more about our relationship with god and what it means to follow him and to do what he wants us to do instead of always wanting to do what I want to do. Believe me, after years of experience, I can tell you God's way is always better than my way. I want to follow his way. I want to follow his commands. Specifically with the new covenant, before we can even go there, we have to talk about the old covenant. (laughs) This is the covenant that God established with the Jewish nation, his people, immediately after he rescued them from a 400-year period of slavery in Egypt. He rescued them through lots of miracles and signs and wonders, amazing things. He brought them out and then he said, okay, here's the deal. I'm going to be reading from the New American Standard Bible right now, and this is from the book of Exodus, chapter 19, verses 1 through 8. In the third month after the sons of Israel had gone out of the land of Egypt, 
on that very day they came into the wilderness of Sinai. When they set out from Rephidim, they came to the wilderness of Sinai and camped in the wilderness, and there Israel camped in front of the mountain. Moses went up to God, and the Lord called to him from the mountain, saying, Thus you shall say to the house of Jacob, and tell the sons of Israel, You yourselves have seen what I did to the Egyptians, and how I bore you on eagles' wings, and brought you to myself. Now then, if you will indeed obey my voice, and keep my covenant, then you shall be my own possession among all the peoples, for all the earth is mine, and you shall be to me a kingdom of priests and a holy nation. These are the words that you shall speak to the sons of Israel. So Moses came and called the elders of the people and set before them all these words which the Lord had commanded him. All the people answered together and said, All that the Lord has spoken we will do. And Moses brought back the words of the people to the Lord. This is the covenant that God established with his people before they went through the wilderness, before they settled in the promised land, before they decided they wanted kings to rule over them instead of continuing to look to God as their king in a theocracy, which is ruled by God, before any of that happened, a covenant was put into place. A covenant is also could be referred to as a contract. Although that's a little bit more of a business type uh, concept, isn't it? A contract. You could also call a covenant an agreement. That's a little less formal. It's an agreement that we have. But the way I really like to think of a covenant is as a promise. I, I am promising you that I will do this. And you are promising me that you will do that. And sometimes I will not do this until you do that. Okay, sometimes uh, in this particular covenant, it was conditional. It was a conditional covenant between God and his people. In verse 5, God told the people what he expected. Obey my voice and keep my covenant. They, in other words, they were supposed to follow God to obey his instructions, to follow his will, his directions. And like I said before, I know that that's always going to be the best way for us anyway, is when we're following God. That's all God wanted them to do. And in return, amazingly, he would consider these people his possessions. They were his. They were his children. They were his to take care of. They were his uh, people to represent himself to the world. They would also become a kingdom of priests and a holy nation. That was God's intention for, for his people. They would be obedient, and as a result, they would be known as his and be celebrated as a holy nation. But we know how easy it is to keep rules, don't we? So, a little hint, we're going to talk about the new covenant in just a few minutes. But before we do, we need to find out a little bit more about this old covenant. They said they would obey God, but what were they supposed to obey? 
Well, if we go to the very next chapter in the book of Exodus, we find a very familiar passage. Even if you're not a Christian or have not read the Bible for a long time, you've probably heard of the Ten Commandments. A lot of times we see a list of ten, the Ten Commandments, but I am going to read straight from the Bible because there's a little bit more to it than just a simple list. And as I read, I hope you will pay attention to some of the uh, promises that are mixed in with here and some consequences that you might hear. I'm going to start reading in Exodus 20 verses 1 through 17. And as I read, I will point out where a new commandment starts. I will identify the Ten Commandments. But pay attention because there's some extra information in here. It's not just a simple list. And it's so rich. It's so beautiful. Here we go. Then God spoke all these words, saying, Commandment number one, I am the Lord your God who brought you out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of slavery. You shall have no other gods before me. Commandment two, you shall not make for yourself an idol or any likeness of what is in heaven above or on the earth beneath or in the water under the earth. You shall not worship them or serve them, for I, the Lord your God, am a jealous God, visiting the iniquity of the fathers on the children, on the third and the fourth generations of those who hate me, but showing loving kindness to thousands, to those who love me and keep my commandments. Commandment 3. You shall not take the name of the Lord your God in vain, for the Lord will not leave him unpunished who takes his name in vain. Commandment 4. Remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. Six days you shall labor and do all your work, but the seventh day is a Sabbath of the Lord your God. In it you shall not do any work, you or your son or your daughter, your male or your female servant, or your cattle, or your sojourner who stays with you. For in six days the Lord made the heavens and the earth, the sea and all that is in them, and rested on the seventh day. Therefore, the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and made it holy. Now, before we continue, I want to point out that those first four commands are all related to our relationship with God. We are to acknowledge who he is. We are to acknowledge what he has provided for us. So those first four are about our relationship with God. The next six are all going to be about our relationship with other people. And this is, this is more of a straight list because it's pretty self-explanatory. But again, listen up for some surprising information in here. Commandment 5, starting in verse 12. Honor your father and your mother, that your days may be prolonged in the land which the Lord your God gives you. Commandment 6, you shall not murder. Commandment 7, you shall not commit adultery. Commandment 8, you shall not steal. Commandment 9, you shall not bear false witness against your neighbor. Commandment 10, you shall not covet your neighbor's house. You shall not covet your neighbor's wife, or his male servant, or his female servant, or his ox, or his donkey, or anything that belongs to your neighbor. 
Those are the Ten Commandments. This is the foundation for all the other laws that were written. And after the Ten Commandments, God continued to give laws. Moses was writing them down. He presented them to the people. And several chapters later, <laughs> as if they were living through chapters in their lives, in chapter 24 is where we get another uh, opportunity for them to affirm their covenant and that they would keep their covenant. I'm going to be reading now from Exodus 24 verses 1 through 7 where the people had an opportunity to affirm the covenant with God. Then God said to Moses, Come up to the Lord, you and Aaron, Nadab and Abihu, and seventy of the elders of Israel, and you shall worship at a distance. Moses alone, however, shall come near to the Lord, but they shall not come near, nor shall the, shall the people come up with him. Then Moses came, after that, then Moses came and recounted to the people all the words of the Lord and all the ordinances, and all the people answered with one voice and said, All the words which the Lord has spoken we will do. Moses wrote down all the words of the Lord. Then he arose early in the morning and built an altar at the foot of the mountain with twelve pillars for the twelve tribes of Israel. He sent young men of the sons of Israel, and they offered burnt offerings and sacrificed young bulls as peace offerings to the Lord. Moses took half of the blood and put it in basins, and the other half of the blood he sprinkled on the altar. Then he took the book of the covenant and read it in the hearing of the people, and they said, All that the Lord has spoken we will do, and we will be obedient. Now, what the people said should have sounded really familiar, because in verse 3, they responded, All the words which the Lord has spoken, we will do. And again in verse 7, they say the same thing, but they add on, We will be obedient. So not only are they saying, We will do all that the Lord has spoken, they continued with, and we will be obedient. So it's kind of emphasizing that point. They were ready. They wanted to keep the covenant. They recognized who God was. But how easy is it really for us to follow the rules? We have a hard time. And honestly, it's impossible. The whole purpose of the law was to help the people realize how much they had to depend on the Lord. They couldn't keep the laws. They would have to continue to give uh, offerings, to make sacrifices continually over and over to make restitution for their sin. It is impossible to be perfect. And that's why a new covenant had to be put in place. In God's gracious, sovereign power, he made the way for us to have a relationship with him without having to, to make an, a sacrifice or an offering every single time. So we're going to read now about this new covenant. And you might be thinking, oh, well, that's when Jesus came. It was enacted with Jesus, yes. But did you know that we find the new covenant in the Old Testament? In the book of Jeremiah, a prophet, God gave them a heads up. 
So let's turn to the book of Jeremiah. This is Jeremiah chapter 31, verses 31 through 34. Behold, days are coming, declares the Lord, when I will make a new covenant with the house of Israel and with the house of Judah, not like the covenant which I made with their fathers in the day I took them by the hand to bring them out of the land of Egypt, my covenant which they broke, although I was a husband to them, declares the Lord. But this is the covenant which I will make with the house of Israel after those days, declares the Lord. I will put my law within them, and on their heart I will write it, and I will be their God, and they shall be my people. They will not teach again, each man his neighbor and each man his brother, saying, Know the Lord, for they will all know me, from the least of them to the greatest of them, declares the Lord. For I will forgive their iniquity and their sin. I will remember no more. There are some similarities between the Old Covenant, but this beautiful covenant, I tell you what, I'm going to read it one more time, and I want you to listen to what the condition was for the people. What did the people have to do as part of this covenant? Let me read that again. Behold, days are coming, declares the Lord, when I will make a new covenant with the house of Israel and with the house of Judah, not like the covenant which I made with their fathers in the day I took them by the hand to bring them out of the land of Egypt, my covenant which they broke, although I was a husband to them, declares the Lord. But this is the covenant which I will make with the house of Israel after those days, declares the Lord. I will put my law within them, and on their heart I will write it, and I will be their God, and they shall be my people. They will not teach again each man his neighbor and each man his brother, saying, Know the Lord, for they will all know me, from the least of them to the greatest of them, declares the Lord, for I will forgive their iniquity and their sin I will remember no more. Did you hear how many times I said the word I, referring to God? God is the one speaking here, and Jeremiah was writing it down and sharing it with the people. There is no condition. This is an unconditional covenant. In other words, God knows. We can't keep the laws. We won't ever be perfect. We can strive for it, and we should strive for it. But we're never going to reach perfection. And because of that... God says, it's okay. I have a plan. I have a way. I have a promise. I'm going to make an unconditional covenant with you. And that is that I will put my law inside of you. I will write it on your hearts. I will be your God and you shall be my people. He doesn't say you have to obey some new set of rules, some new laws. No. He simply says there will be a day. He does not specify a day, but we know it's when Christ came. He doesn't tell us that we have to do anything other than listen and believe him and accept this unconditional free gift of having his laws written on our hearts. And we know that this came to pass. Because I'm going to turn to the book of Luke, 
Jesus made it very clear that the new covenant came with him. He was the one going to make a way for God to write his laws on people's hearts. Here's what Jesus says uh, during the Lord's Supper, communion. And this is Luke chapter 22, verses 14 through 20. When the hour had come, he reclined at the table, Jesus did, and the apostles with him. And Jesus said to them, I have earnestly desired to eat this Passover with you before I suffer. For I say to you, I shall never again eat it until it is fulfilled in the kingdom of God. And when he had taken a cup and given thanks, he said, Take this and share it among yourselves. For I say to you, I will not drink of the fruit of the vine from now on until the kingdom of God comes. And when Jesus had taken some bread and given thanks, he broke it and gave it to them, saying, This is my body, which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And in the same way, he took the cup after they had eaten, saying, This cup which is poured out for you is the new covenant in my blood. Jesus brought about the new covenant when he died through his broken body, represented by bread, through the blood that was spilled, represented by the cup, the juice, the wine. Jesus made the sacrifice that when we accept it, it becomes the new covenant for us. God's unconditional covenant. Now, we don't have time to go into a lot more details right now, but I simply want you to know that if you think, I'm just not good enough, or I can never earn God's love, I'm just a bad person, any of those thoughts, well, first of all, you're right. You will never be able to earn it. But the great news is you don't have to. When we live with this new covenant available to us, all we have to do is say, God, I want part of, I want in on that. I believe in Jesus. I believe his blood and his body were spilled and broken. I believe that he gave his life for me. And when I believe it, God looks at me in light of what his son did. And we can be seen as holy and righteous people. We can have a relationship with God because of this new covenant. He, the Holy Spirit, enters our lives. We can know God. We can know what he wants for us. We can find out in the Bible, and we can find out through the Holy Spirit as the Holy Spirit works in our lives. There basically are two commands that he wants us to follow. He wants us to love him, love God with all our heart, soul, mind, and strength. And he wants us to love others, love other people, our neighbors, our enemies, our friends, our family, our co-workers. He wants us to love because that's what he does for us. That's all the time we have for today, and there's so much more. I hope that you will be interested in studying this on your own. But I also have some really cool information that I'm going to put in the show notes. I have a comparison, 10 points of comparison between the Old Covenant and the New Covenant, and you'll really want to check that out. So thank you again for joining me. Next week is our final episode in the All Things New series, and it's going to be 
talking about the new heaven and earth. I hope you'll come back and join me. Thank you. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. And don't forget, there's even more information in the show notes. You'll want to check those out. Now, please join the conversation on mental health and faith. Leave your comments or send me an email with your thoughts, questions, or suggestions. I really look forward to hearing from you. May God bless your journey.